In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Canon, my dear community members, and my dear brethren, today is Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent. It is really heartening for me to witness so many souls eager to start this Lenten journey by receiving the ashes and attending Holy Mass. You see, my dear brethren, we all stand together at the beginning of a long journey, a journey that commences in the darkness of our own miseries and that leads us towards the radiant light of our risen Lord. If you were to ask someone what Lent is for Catholics, you might receive answers such as Lent is when Catholic give up chocolate. Or if you are luckier, you may hear the following response. It's when Catholic start praying or pray a bit more than usually. So while these are indeed aspects of Lent, there is a much deeper understanding to be gained. Here in this church, you receive a much deeper explanation of what Lent entails. As a priest, we do not even strive to create, let us say, a new definition of Lent each year. We simply try, with God's grace, to be His instrument, to be the instrument of God in providing spiritual nourishment for your Lenten journey. We share the wisdom of the saints, those men and women throughout the ages who now enjoy the eternal vision of God. So, of course, Lent is a time of fasting. Of course, the response is yes, it's a time for prayer, for penance, during which we must be more attentive to practicing virtue. But this effort must ultimately be pleasing to God and not to ourselves. This is the core of Lent. All our efforts must be pleasing to God and not to ourselves. Sometimes one might just be happy with his own effort, and instead of being an occasion of merit, his penances make him increase in vanity. So fasting is a good thing. I highly recommend we all practice fast. But fasting in itself is not a virtue. It becomes one when accompanied by conditions that please God. When these conditions exist, there is a big difference. So what are these conditions that render, render fasting good and meritorious? Let us read St. Francis de Sales, one of the patron saints of our community, who articulated in 16. 22 during a sermon on Ash Wednesday, some conditions. Quotation, we must fast with our whole heart, willingly, wholeheartedly, universally, and entirely. Our penance must involve depriving ourselves of food prohibited and forbidden by the church, recognizing that sin entered the world through the mouth. But then it is not just our mouth that have sinned, but also our senses. So that means our fast must be comprehensive, involving all the senses of our body. 
if we have offended God through our eyes, through our ears, through our tongue and other senses, then we must make them fast as well. So let us ask ourselves this simple question, how do we make our eyes fast? First of all, by not permitting them lustful gazing or watching explicit images that degrade human dignity. Do not permit them to envy or to judge others. Your eyes may cause you to feel envious of their possessions and lifestyles. Your eyes are often the occasion of making unfair and wrong judgments. Your eyes again, again are also the origin of fostering negative thoughts. So why do you allow them to harbor anxiety or low self-esteem so often in your mind? Simply think about your eyes now during Lent. Do you want them to be able to see, to recognize God's presence in the world, in people around you? This is the question to make your eyes fast. And what about your ears? Do they fast? Do you want them to fast? You know the world. Gossip, slander, profanity, blasphemy. They have become so common in our days, in our society. But because they are so common, is it a reason to let our ears participate in all this dangerous conversation? There is no doubt that if we include them, our ears, in this fast, they will then be more and more open to the truth and insights that God seeks to impart to us. But now, an easy question for you. Guess which part of your body is the most reluctant to lend and to fast? It is our tongue, of course. Abstaining from certain food is a real effort. But discipline in our speech can only make it pleasing to God. Let me give you a quotation from the book, the Epistle to St. James. On chapter 3, we read, Consider what, is, what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. I hope it's clear enough. It's on James chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Otherwise, let me put that in other words. You have come here to attend Holy Mass on Ash Wednesday and to receive the ashes, to start publicly this Lenten season. So do you have really received, decided to renounce certain minor pleasures, certain aspects of food? I hope so. And this is very good. If you have even already decided to eat some food that you do not like this quickly without uh, publishing that, without letting people know that you're making an effort that's even wonderful. But if you do not care about uh, the continuous presence of words in your mouth uh, that could be harmful, vulgar, impure, or the occasion of scandal, then you are ruminating poison 
and your resolutions are worthless. You see how true and explicit the book of Proverbs is. On chapter 18, we read, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So fasting in the tongue, this Lent, will definitely purify your speech to silence, to prayer, to praise, to thanksgiving. It's how this Lent can be for each one of us a school of integrity, a school of kindness, of purity, a school of real charity, if you decide to fast with your tongue, if you want it. So it's how your words can now become, throughout this Lenten period, a sweet aroma ascending to God. How all these words can become a testimony of the work of God's grace within your souls. So please think during this Lenten season about taking a time, a little moment of silence during the day which you could observe every day on a daily basis during this Lent. It could just be a few minutes when no one else is looking or notices it. Of course, sometimes you will be eager to speak. You will choose, but you will then choose to embrace the intimacy of the presence of God. You will choose this deep longing for communion with Jesus rather than useless words. So be docile to these inspirations, to God's signs. When you feel that it's better to withdraw from a conversation, it's how your tongue also is invited in Lent. It will not be a sign of weakness. It will be a real sign of maturity, a sign of wisdom. Again, remember the book of the Ecclesiasticus, chapter 3. There is a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. The teaching of Saint Francis de Sales, again, is very clear, very helpful, always very optimistic, very balanced. I highly recommend you to read the letters of Saint Francis de Sales, his gentle teaching. He wrote, not only must we make the bodily senses fast, but also the soul's power and patience. <coughs> yes, even the understanding, the memory and the will, since we have seen through both body and spirit. And he wrote again, all the other senses of our bodies and powers of soul, the patience and appetite are full of iniquity. So my dear brethren, let us receive the holy ashes today with this clear desire to fast wholeheartedly, body and soul, in our will, in our memory, in our intelligence, entirely performed in humility and always expressed in charity. Let me conclude again with Saint Francis de Sales. He is, let us say, the saint of the day. According to Saint Paul, all that is done without charity 
is not pleasing to God. So I say in the same way with this great saint that if you fast without humility, your fast is of no value. May Almighty God, through the intercession of His Holy Mother, grant us the grace of perseverance and humility in making all our Lenten sacrifices pleasing to Him. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.